0: Welcome to another episode of Spielen and Dealing. I am Patrick S. Harrison. I am joined by my co-host and friend, Sam Oliver. On this episode, we're going to talk about a little entertainment news and also episodes four and five of HBO's Industry. We're going to have some sports talk in the dealing section later, but Sam, you were really passionate. You wanted to talk about the Cleveland Indians uh, changing their name Uh, You called it the biggest story of the week to me earlier. So, Sam, give me your take. What do you think about these Cleveland Indians changing their name?
1: I wouldn't say I'm passionate. I would just say it is a huge story. Huge story. Um, You know, after Washington, the team formerly known as the Redskins, they changed Whoa, 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 whoa. The R words. Yeah. When they changed their name, it seemed inevitable that other teams would be changing their name. Um, The first in line would have been the Indians, well, soon to be not Indians, after they uh, they dropped their their mascot this season, this past season, they dropped the mascot. Oh. Um, so, you know, it seems, considering that Indian isn't even really the correct term, uh, it seems inevitable. Uh, I wanted to see, do you have a suggestion for a new name?
0: We'll get to that in a second. I actually did not think this was a big story, but I think that's more because it just shows how far baseball has fallen in the American sports hierarchy. When the Washington football team changed their name, it was a huge deal. But with the Indians, I don't feel like there was
1: uh, really a fervor for them to change their name. I think that the the Indians, was is their mascot was... Very offensive to Native Americans, mostly. I don't know that the name. I wouldn't
0: know. I didn't talk to any Native Americans true, and ask True, true.
1: That's true. Yeah. Um, but the the mascot was a it was a very you know it was honestly worse than the the Washington's former mascot. It was a caricature caricature of a you know Native American person, like a it made them look ridiculous. You know the 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 re, uh, the former Redskins logo. Was at least... our words yeah, yeah. Can't say it. it yeah. what, you know, might have been insensitive or racist, but at least it was like um, trying to be sort of honoring the idea of a Native American. Kind of, it wasn't, it was taking it seriously. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Uh,
0: My real take is I, I don't really care about this. I'm not a big baseball fan, honestly. I don't start watching baseball till the World Series. I don't care one way or the other what the Cleveland baseball team wants to call itself. Uh, But, you know, I'm I'm just going to play a character here, okay? For a couple seconds here, I'm going to be Frankie Free Speech, okay? And I'm just going to say, where does this slippery Ah. slope end okay do the cleveland browns have to change their name because the under of the other indians are offended okay do the chicago bears need to change their name because husky gay men are offended okay (laughs) do the vikings need to change their nickname because scandinavians are offended okay it's a slippery slope and we need to watch out okay that's that's my character uh frankie free speech
1: the browns are named after paul brown Uh, i know it's a joke it's a bit okay don't worry about it you know the slippery slope argument is is fair, even though you're doing a bit. Um, you know, it's, it's it'll be interesting to see what happens with like the Chiefs and the Atlanta Braves, and the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, those seem a little bit more respectful in my eyes, although sort of the like what what is disrespectful about. Just Indians. So, because Indian is technically not the right, right? Because Indian was... like you know, kids play like cowboys and Indians. Right. But that doesn't mean it's accurate. Like, Indian was was the mistake that Christopher... Clon- he thought he was... the, he, When he landed on America, he thought he was in the West Indies. Hence, he called the the people here the Indians. So, it's not even right, right? Like, it's an incorrect term. So,
0: that's... Okay. I thought people might be upset because the team owners are white. And so, it's white people well, know, that too, but profiting uh, off of, you know, the That, Indian too.
1: I know. Uh, I think... With the with the, the Indians specifically, like I said, it's is that caricature that they were making of the of the with their mascot was uh was the biggest problem. Um, but so you said we'll get to it. What 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 did you think? Um, you think they're gonna the new name is gonna be? I
0: mean, I have no idea, and I don't really care. Okay. I mean, it's the it's Cleveland baseball team. I don't care. I, I'm not going to watch the World Series anyway.
1: Whatever. Cleveland, so, Cleveland baseball team, what would you like to, to be cheering for when they make the World Series? What, what name would you like to be screaming in ex- ecstasy? I don't know anything about Cleveland. I've been there one time. <laughs> the Cleveland Rocks? I saw that. So, it's like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, also from the Drew Carey show. Was the song... The That'd Cle- be cool. The Cleveland Rocks. That'd be cool. I thought that was clever.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. But let's move on. Uh, Sam, you were right about this. We talked about some Marvel news last week, but this week it came out. They're not going to recast the T'Challa character of Black Panther in the sequel, Black Panther 2. Uh, I've got a quote here from uh, Kevin Feige, the guy who runs all of Marvel. He said, uh, "We they're, they're not going to recast it, but, quote... We want to continue to explore the world of Wakanda, which basically means they want to continue to print money uh, you know, off of this Black Panther brand. So what do you think this means for the franchise and what are they going to do in this next film?
1: I mean, I think it's exactly, I think it's exactly what I said it was the first time, which was they're going to, Pick a new person to play black, like a new character to play Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I pick, don't know if it's going to be Leticia Wright, though. I don't. I don't either. I don't know if you heard. She's an anti-vaxxer. She's an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> she's an anti-vaxxer. Yeah, we're, we're proud of her. Yeah. So, um. Yeah. Uh, proud is a overstatement. I but, mean,
0: I'm I'm proud. It's entertaining. Though. But uh, I'm glad.
1: Like, yeah, it seems like they're just going to pick a different character from the franchise to pick up the the mantle. Um, you know, I think I said her the last time because she seems the most logical, but. Who knows? They could introduce a different character or something like that. Well, now, maybe they'll maybe they'll do, they'll go with a white guy.
0: Listen, there's there's a little <laughs> bit of plot hole here because in the last movie, I right, I did watch the last movie. They uh, Michael B. Jordan burns all of the plant that you have to eat to become Black Panther. Okay, so now they're doing that ad to add like, oh, we found another crop. Yeah, of course, okay? he's going to be we like, we found another yeah, crop. There was one.
1: There was one that somebody saved somewhere. Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. Somebody had some saved little, up. Uh, The other big casting news to come out this week. Uh, Some casting news for House of the Dragon. The Game of Thrones prequel. Uh, It was already announced that this guy, Patty Considine, uh, who was recently in the Outsider, the Stephen King adaptation. That's where I know him from. He's a good
1: actor. But
0: he's going to play King Viserys. Uh, But it was announced the prince can be played by our boy, Matt Smith. Uh, prince philip from the crown seasons one and two i was excited also, to have him added and also, also doctor oh, who also yeah i've never watched doctor who but yeah, also know. doctor who and also olivia cook who we just saw in sound of metal so you're the game of thrones super fan here scale one to ten how excited are you about these casting announcements <laughs>
1: uh, i'm not excited i mean like i like these people i think C- patty gonsonine has been a good actor for a long time so. not excited he says um he hates know, house I, of the dragon no it's not that at all. It's like look, um, for those who are un- unfamiliar, if you, House of the Dragon, is based on uh, part of uh, George R. R. Martin's like prequel book, Fire and Blood, which I have, which is about like the Targaryen dynasty, which is I think the show takes place like a hundred or three hundred years. Some it's it's long before the events of Game of Thrones, um, and it's supposed to take. Um, it's supposed to be about the, like the, the civil war between Targaryens. Um, so there'll be lots of dragon stuff, you know, it's lots of cool special effects stuff, uh, but great. Like, yeah, like that's why I well, this, this is why I'm kind of like it's different people running the show. Right. But the, the game of Thrones ended so poorly I want more of it, but at the same time, I'm going to be going to each one skeptical. Look, I like Matt Smith. I think he's a good actor. I like Patty Conson. I think he's a good actor. Olivia Cook, the few things I've seen her in, she's been good. So am I, like, I think these are good choices, but am I super excited? I'm going to wait and see before I get excited about anything. Like, I want to see the show, though. I want this show. I want, you know, I think there's tons of Game of Thrones content you know, the other thing I was going to mention is um, they filmed a pilot for a different spinoff, which yeah, got scrapped. Yeah, the Naomi Watts one. Yeah. yeah, the Naomi Watts one, which got scrapped, which is like bad signs all over. The, like, for that to get scrapped, how bad must have that have been? For them to scrap Game of Thrones content when people are clamoring for it. I you know maybe
0: they just felt House of the Dragon was stronger. Let's hope, you know, they uh, they have a good development process at HBO. But let's move forward because I feel like our sports segment could run long today. Well, uh, I
1: want one quick one quick thing I want to our PS5 watch target or not target Best Buy put some on sale. I tried to get one the site the whole site crashed. I couldn't even get to the Best Buy homepage for uh, like half an hour. It was it was a joke. So PS5 watch the, the search goes on. The search
0: goes on. Sam, let's uh, cut to industry, okay? For some reason, you wanted to keep talking about this show, uh, HBO's industry. Uh, Sam, tell us how much you hated episodes four and five.
1: Well, you're going to be surprised. I actually liked, I thought it got much better four and five. There was a lot of tension in the in these two episodes. Uh, in four, Harper makes a mis- Harper makes a mistake. Um, that costs like $140,000. So this gets into one of the things I mentioned last time was, um, I don't really understand what the mistake she made was seeming to confuse pounds and dollars, but I don't really understand like the ins and outs of why that was so significant, but whatever it is, it costs, they lose like $140,000 and she thinks she's going to get fired. And it kind of is like, she built, she's trying to, she's trying to, uh, she's trying to like fix the problem and she keeps kind of digging herself a beer. It was, it was, uh, a lot of tension in it. Um, I thought it just was a lot, was a lot more stuff was going on. And so I, I have a problem with like not a lot of story going on the last few, but I thought this one had, was like kind of full on it. Um, and with, uh, episode five, uh, she kind of again gets herself into a pickle of, um, again, and I don't exactly know what why it's a pickle, but it, you know they, it's clear that it is. she she takes a meeting at um, the her, Eric, her, her boss is Eric, right? That's the name of the-
0: Yeah, this has been something that's building up for a few episodes now. See, Eric lost a client who brings in yeah. the majority of the money to the firm who they trade for, right And Eric insulted this guy's wife. And so they've lost this client, and this is Eric trying to win that client back.
1: Yeah, and and she kind of goes around their the other team member, which is this other woman, Dar, Daria. Mm-hmm. Um, they go around her, or Harper goes around her at Eric's kind of request. It makes things worse because Daria catches wind of it and shows up at the meeting. Um, but again, there was a lot of tension in there. Um, to go back to the to fourth episode real quick, I love the scene where she goes to the woman who who almost sexually assaulted her in the... Was it the first episodes? First episode, yeah. Yeah. Who, she goes back to her kind of like hoping that she will help dig her out of this $140,000 hole that she dug herself. And uh, she goes to her nephew's or niece's like play, school play. And she's like almost like inviting her to like stick her hand down her pants at the play. And... um in that too one thing i think is a trope in in like movies is like when people go to places that are quiet like that and have like conversations acting like nobody else can hear them i think it's like it's such a joke
0: but on this show i feel like they did a good job because everybody is a couple times people tell them to be quiet but I would like to say, I thought these episodes were excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode four starts with Harper's birthday, everybody getting messed up.
1: Yeah, that uh, was good, too.
0: I do not think that actually Harper made a mistake with their trade, though. Actually, I think it's the buyer who made the mistake. See, and that was what was kind of confused. It... You see, you get confused with the finance things. I think they kind of make it digestible enough where everybody can kind of tell, like, the gist of it. Like, the numbers are red and she needs them to be green and that sort of right. thing.
1: And you're right. Like, I got that she lost a lot of money. But, yeah.
0: um uh, I just want to say, I-, I think that these this bears out the earlier episodes. Maybe you should give them another look. Because I feel like they've been ratcheting up tension for these first episodes. And I, I feel like now it's all paying off. And this has been great pacing, I feel like. Because this was all here. like Eric messing up with that client has been simmering underneath the surface uh, in these earlier episodes. And now it's kind of hitting a boiling point. The same thing with Yasmin and her situation with Kenny, her boss. Uh, and we see we see these things escalating uh, and culminating. She, she's trying to turn that friend into a business partner now. And so I feel like the show has done a great job of pacing, actually. And it's kind of picking up at just the right time.
1: You're right. I, I still think that they could have been better pushing, being better with the story in the first few. Um, I, but this is why I wanted to stick with it, because you're right that some of these plot lines are coming coming due. And um, it it made for a much better story in the last two. And it really ratcheted up the like the level of you can feel the tension. Even if I didn't quite get all the sort of financial talk that was, you know, making it go. Um, I did like Yaz. Yeah, I I still the, this this like love storylines aren't really doing anything for me. Um,
0: I would argue it's not a love storyline. It's all well, just about sexual tension.
1: The I think one of the good thing one of the things I liked was they kind of. F- flipped my perspective of the character of rob like he was kind of to me he was this unlikable douche in the first three and then the last two he was he became much more likable like he um he's like a nice guy he kind of resists harper's when they get they're like just doing drugs all night long on her birthday and he resists her coming on to him um you know, and he 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 humors this. Uh, which is another good scene I liked was when the, he goes on this business trip, or he's getting a suit with this guy who's his boss, and it turns out the guy's like been hiding his identity. Like he's a, not his identity, but he's Scottish, but he kind of plays a posh British accent, and um, he like reveals that to him, and this sort of intimate. That was a good, good whole scene there. The characters are growing. I, the, the characters are growing. And they, the Kenny and the Yasmin story. So you care
0: long. about the characters now?
1: I don't. It's, I still don't care about Gus. I, you know, he's he's becoming un, more unlikable. He seems to piss everybody off. Um, and they have they didn't really expand much. There was like one scene with him and his, his uh, secret lover guy in this. And it was just like him. You know, there wasn't really much going on with that so i don't really care about that but uh the three main characters to seem to be yasmin rob and harper i i much more enjoyed their stories going forward you know i'll say too last thing i'll say is um ken ling lung lung i don't know how to pronounce his last name he's really good he's really good in this he doesn't have a ton of screen time but his 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 scenes are like particularly these last two episodes man they were he was really good in these in these last two episodes
0: there's been plenty of workplace dramas or sitcoms or whatever you say but this is like there's been very few toxic workplace dramas or culture and that's what the show does like so beautifully and it kind of like shows it you know in very subtle ways like i actually i think the relationship between yasmin and kenny is really interesting and kenny trying to control his drinking and also his sexism and characters talk about these things in really interesting ways, too, like how they feel about their bosses and that sort of thing. Uh, I think it does a great job of showing the toxic work environment.
1: and well to that point, too, is one of the reasons I think I don't love the show is and this kind of goes to what we were talking about with uh, Ted lasso is it it doesn't make you feel good. like it all in all in a lot of way, this is like a very toxic, again, a toxic work environment through and through. You know Harper is doing a lot of things that are not things that like personally I find morally g- good, um, but she's the sort of the main character and she's a likable main character at that. But like a lot of them are doing very shady stuff. It's in a shady sort of this financial financial world that's kind of people think are assume is shady by nature. It just like it doesn't. It's not the kind of show that you see all these people doing this stuff and you're like uh, it kind of makes you feel it makes me feel a little dirty yeah you
0: can't like a show when the main characters are doing something that's morally not right no obviously i'm lying here i mean breaking bad you know it's so many shows the sopranos
1: no you know it's true but it's just like maybe it's just the times we live in where the sort of these financial organizations banks whatever they you know people don't like them and it just kind of – this this doesn't do anything to dis- dispel that uh, idea. So, But I did enjoy these last two much more than the first three.
0: There you go. Sam is all in on industry. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back. And we're going to deal.
1: And now we're back, and let's start dealing. Um, Pat, did you know – I'm ashamed to say – I have tainted blood in me. <laughs> what do you mean? What what's going on? I I have Jets blood in my family. It's it's sad, and I to talk about that. Well, I, wanna,
0: I mean, I got all Bengals blood in my veins, so I feel like I can relate here. But well,
1: well, well. But uh, to talk about that, I want to bring in my cousin, the indomitable Stephen Kaplan, Stevie. Hi. How you doing, buddy?
2: I'm great, man. I'm I'm so well. I mean, I'm a Jets fan, so I'm okay at best.
1: That that's. Probably better than most Jets fans.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I'm thirty-one years old. This has happened every year of my life, and the the key is to just never have hope. I mean, you That's you, the, you had a couple good years at the end of the odds, you know. Yeah. No, we made the we made the AFC playoff, but I still worked very hard to never have hope, and boy, did they come through for me.
0: I mean, I feel like now hope's gotta be at like an all time high for Jets fans, right?
1: You can't go worse. Yeah, you can't get worse.
0: I mean, well, I mean, you know, Trevor's coming right i mean well
1: all, so before we get into that you know we're, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the jets we're going to talk about the eagles we're talking about the nfl draft um we're also going to talk about the nba we got some predictions nba starting up in a week or so and um we're going to do a little special segment where we're going to predict we haven't looked at it yet there's a list of the top 100 players we're going to predict the top 10 yes mm-hmm. um so we just came up with our well, own prediction
0: yeah i'm not predicting i'm just i'm just listing my own time okay yeah
1: i went for the but i do want to hear what the list
0: is but I'm, anyway yeah. all right
1: all right let's move on to why we brought you here we <laughs> want to talk about the worst team in football the new the new browns some some might say the, the new uh, york uh, jets yeah. you lifelong jets fan have tainted this family um <laughs> They almost pulled out a win. Shockingly, they actually tried to win a game a couple weeks ago. You know,
2: and then somebody like Chris Johnson got on the red emergency phone. and He was like, "Let
1: him, let him go deep, yeah. Jesus and, Christ!" And Greg Williams obliged. To, you know, probably saved their saved their draft pick by. Uh, I will. Could I just say one thing about that? Because I've been hearing please. like a
2: lot of uh, so many people have been coming to me. Almost nearly everybody, and everyone's like, "What a tank move." At the obviously like that was a play call just to just to tank it. And I'm not saying hundred percent. It wasn't, but if you've watched Greg Williams for a while, he in situations like that late game situations, when it's like forever to go, they need a hail Mary pass or something like that. His MO is to blitz the house. He does it all the time. And the philosophy is like, if you give them a second and a half to throw the ball rather than three, you're not going to get a deep pass off. So he tries to get home. And then we happen to have a, Fucking rookie wide receiver covering the fastest guy in the NFL, Olympic sprinter Henry Ruggs, and the guy got beat deep. There, like, there's a scenario where he didn't call that play just to tank, and the Jets are is just like another Jets thing where it happened. I'm not saying that that's what it's like a hot take to say it wasn't a conspiracy i think what
0: i heard is that there was still an unclaimed bounty on Derek carr from the game Mm -hmm. and you know the last play of the game so everybody's like oh i gotta get it here and so everybody just went for Derek carr i mean uh,
2: that's what i heard yeah greg williams
1: (laughs) has always been that kind of coach he's been in the nfl a long time he's been a good defensive coach a long time um honestly he did the jets a favor yeah did him a huge he did him a massive favor um because the what, thing is, if we win one game, we're
2: probably fucked. If the Jaguars go winless, their strength of schedule is so much like less than ours that like if we're really like only a half game in the lead to have the first pick. If we, if us and the Jags both end the season with one game, they're gonna get number one pick. Hmm.
1: So let's. Uh, I just want to give you some free reign here. What, what do you 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 got this pent up anger? But I just want to hear. Your, your take on the currently what o and 12 jets heading toward that oh. ignominious milestone of the o and 16 season um, let's hear about the 20 2020 New York Jets
2: all right well, I must say that my ire, has been directed solely, and this may be a fallacy from me and, you know, projecting my anger, but it has been very laser focused at one man, Mm -hmm. and that man's name is Adam, Adam Gase. He is, I mean, I'm assuming you can swear on this podcast, right? Mm -hmm. What a piece of shit this guy is unbelievable i mean of all the things uh so i have a little list here of things that a head coach needs to do okay can, can i just read it for you very quickly please, what please. If, okay and if you want i can also go into how he's failing miserably at every single one of these number one you have to be a leader of men to summarize he's the worst leader i've ever seen you need to take accountability for your team you need to scheme one side of the ball you need to cultivate relationships and delegate to your assistant coaches, and you need to be a talent evaluator. Those are like the five things you need to do as a head coach. Leader of men, perhaps the worst leader I've ever seen. The guy, I've never seen this before in the NFL. The guy stands 20 yards away from every single person on the sidelines. And silently, every time something bad happens, this is he's he's looking at his playbook like, oh, we were supposed to score there, guys. It says it says on the playbook it was a score play. <laughs> And it doesn't talk to anyone, by the way, talking on a sideline when you're the coach is another word for coaching, doesn't do any of that, doesn't talk to coaches, players, nobody. Um, And as far as scheme, so this guy was brought in, right, as a brilliant offensive mind, right?
1: Well, that's like, he was, that's those are quote Chris unquote Johnson. offensive mind brilliant he wrote
0: Peyton Manning's coattails for yeah, a year. Yeah. And that's he's gotten every job
2: like because yeah. of that. Right, and he's and he's
1: delusional enough to
2: think that he had anything to do with what Peyton Manning did ever. Correct. In his life. Completely delusional. But no, uh, Christopher, I'm saying it tongue in cheek. Our owner, Christopher, our current owner, Christopher Johnson, called him a, a brilliant offensive mind. Right. So he's here to scheme one side of the ball. Well, it's the least creative offense I've ever seen. We run, I, next time you watch a Jets game, we run on, I shit you not, every second down. It's like the craziest thing I've ever seen. No motion, pre-play. Well, Steve, and then, like, I got a question for you here,
0: okay? I mean, I think I think we all agree with this stuff. Like, he, Adam Gase yeah, yeah. is terrible, right? But at this point, like, you don't want him fired, right? With three games left, right? At
2: this, I think ownership knows he's terrible. Like, this is the plan to get Trevor, right? I, I mean, I gotta say. A lot of people say that and I am of the firm belief that we are bad enough to lose every game all by ourselves.
1: So the the number one draft pick seemed like it was in the realm of possibility at the time. And you were and I was telling you what, what Pat just said is like, you know, they should want to keep him because to lock up that number one pick to get Trevor I'm Lawrence. At
2: that, we are the we are the least talented team in the NFL like we don't need a bad head coach to. it's helping but i mean it's definitely to- helping
0: i i think like I, I mean teams get motivated when you switch coaches i i think the move is to keep gates for these last 3 weeks and just i mean well, what, let I mean, him keep doing the job even he's
1: doing. if it's not a tanking move like what are you accomplishing by getting a new coach you know
2: well maybe you're not going to get a new coach right now what what it would do if you fire adam gates right now if you cuz joe douglas our gm who i know you sam you're former eagles guy yeah Yep. He it came in and he said, we are going to create the best culture in football. OK, well, part of a, making a good culture is accountability. And if you fired this guy, you actually send a statement that being horrible is not is not acceptable on this franchise. Like you actually send a message and it would actually be a culture building move. You don't just like let this guy stick around and go. Oh yeah, he sucks. So we're gonna let him go zero and sixteen. You know, so it, we can. It kind of sounds
0: like what the Dolphins did last year. Like they actually tried. You know, like Brian floor Like yeah. they're supposed to go zero sixteen. Well, the whatever, management tried. tried management yeah, but tried the team played really hard. But the
1: coach didn't. Yeah.
0: But I, I, I don't know. I just, I think this team. Like I think the NFL will be better if the Jets were relevant again.
1: You yeah, know, I really do. New York and, teams. And yeah.
0: I think the only way. I think. I think they have to go zero sixteen. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I think I think that's the best move for the franchise long term.
1: Well, and that leads into another topic I want to get into. With that is the draft. So we already talked about the Jets almost potentially blew that number one pick by trying to win a game against the the Raiders a couple of weeks ago. Um, if they assuming they go, they lose, they lose out, which seems more than likely. Uh, they're gonna get the number one pick. So tanking for Trevor would be achieved. However, Hmm. Trevor Lawrence has said that maybe he'll go back to school, which seems to be a shot at the jets. Like he doesn't want to play there.
2: Can get, will anyone on earth blame him? No.
1: Well, what, if that plays out that way, how, how would you feel about that?
2: I mean, I still, I still think that's like a dubious prospect only because I mean, you never know what's going to happen in a college football season. I mean, this guy's knees could get, cheered off probably not but you know, you know what I'm saying like anything could happen like right now this guy is surefire, no doubt number one pick show me the money kind of guy I know like rookie style, uh, uh, contracts are capped or whatever but um, I, I think it would be more of a gamble than people are making it out to be to just go back. I mean, obviously he'll do well, um, but anything could happen. Maybe you get a couple injuries on Clemson and it plays like shit and your draft, your draft stock drops. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe you get hurt irrevocably and you never make the kind of money that you would. I mean, if he did, if he decided to stay in college, God knows I won't blame him. I mean, I wouldn't want to play for this team. I don't even want to root for this team. I just have to. So, like, I'm not going to blame him for running away. He's not going to stay in college,
0: though. He's going to play for the Jets. If the Jets have the number one pick, these stories come up every year, like the top perspective pick, you know, like always has some sort of quote that makes it sound like he's shaky. But listen, he's going to play for the Jets next year or the Jaguars or whoever has the number one pick. These stories are always just smoke, okay? He'll I just play for the Jets.
1: I, so I, we, we briefly discussed this. Off, uh, off air a while ago. And um, the the threat, it's worked in the past, right? The the two times, the two most significant times that this has happened was John Elway, who threatened, who didn't want to play for the Baltimore Colts at the time and basically said he's going to go play baseball if they draft him. And then he proceeded to do that for like a few hours. And then he got his, he got his way and he went to the Broncos. And then Eli Manning said he wasn't going to play for the Chargers and got pushed to trade, made made them push a trade to the Giants. Um, so it's worked in the past for people of his stature. I just, like, I agree. I don't think he'll go back to college. There's too many unknowns with that. I mean, he could sit out. Just
0: Don't give me could. What do you think is going to happen?
1: I, look, I think he's going to go to the draft more than likely. I'll say that he's going to just accept what the outcome is, but – and i don't know i don't i guess we'll see what agent he signs with um and how how aggressive be. they are you know i think that there's there's a lot that could happen before the draft where he could force them to make a move
0: i, I disagree he's going he's going to play for whoever the number 1 pick is these things happen you know very rarely i i think we're getting too far down the speculation road here
1: so let's just play devil's advocate say that he does force the jets not to take him Mm-hmm. What would be the ideal scenario on that? Would it be trade down for a ton of picks? Would it be another player that you you're like high on, or would it just be you know fuck it, take Trevor Lawrence and see what happens?
2: I think if you take him, uh, like to your point, I he's I think he's gonna go. I mean, I don't really think that.
0: Yeah, what's he gonna do? Start crying? Oh, I have to go to New York City and make millions of dollars! Oh my God! Oh my! Well, not to Eli mention, Manning. not to mention all the endorsement money from playing in one of the biggest market, the biggest market in the country! Oh my God, my no, life is so
1: horrible. But, oh, that was Eli Manning. He's gonna that. be fine.
2: Yeah,
0: but Eli Manning also, you got to. No, he went think. to New York. Everybody wants to go to New York, no, no. baby. That's I mean, where stars he pushed are made. His way right? out of... <laughs> uh, Broadway. He
1: pushed his way out <laughs> of. <Yeah>. The, <laughs> the New York Jets of the time, but.
0: All right. Let's move on from this draft. Come on.
1: Okay, so. We'll move on to another team that's breaking breaking hearts, but on the rise, the Philadelphia Eagles. So Jalen Hurts started this week and looked good. Looked good. He had like 160-some yards passing and a touchdown. He had 100-some yeah. yards rushing. Um, the team looked good overall. Like all aspects of the team were much better. They seemed to have rallied around him. Um so I'm the Eagles fan. I want to hear the other takes before I give. No,
0: no, Sam. This is this is your. I want I want you to go first. I want you to just get it all out there. You know I know yeah. you just want to brag right now. Yeah.
1: Uh, no, I don't want to. I don't want to brag at all. Like it's honestly, it's. I'm glad that they won. They beat the Saints, who are one of the best teams in football, and they, like I said, they performed well in all aspects of the game. Defense played well. The offense played, pretty much their best game of the season all around. Like the wide receivers were good. The running backs were good. We're great. Um, it's frustrating, one because they're losing draft. <laughs> they're losing their draft like status. Like they were projected.
2: They the playoffs, though.
1: Yeah, so that's that's the other problem, right? So, there's with the win. If they had lost, they were basically eliminated from the playoffs. With the win, they are technically still in the playoff line. Even if they were to make the playoffs, like they're not going to do anything with that. Like they're they're not good enough. Um, whoa, 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 whoa! No, no faith in Hurts, huh? No, it's not that I have no faith in Hurts. It's just the team. The team.
0: Right now. The, t-
1: the team is not good enough to to do. Maybe win one game, but like they're not good enough to compete. Um, you know, you get they beat the Saints without Drew Brees. That being said, like Hurts played well. Uh, he needed to be starting. He uh, Wentz needed to be benched. I think I've mentioned it before. He needed to be benched. And now you kind of need – uh, you need to keep starting Hurts to see what you got in him. Like either you pump up his trade value or uh, you maybe have a potential starter for the future. Um, the first thing I'm going to say is Jalen Hurts reminds me a little bit of how Dak Prescott. They played different styles. But Dak Prescott came out of college not really hyped in any real way. Like he was just sort of a middle-tier quarterback out of Mississippi State. And now he's – Probably the upper. I mean, I mean, maybe in the top ten quarterbacks in the league. Um, not this year, obviously he's hurt. But like,
0: so you're saying Jalen Hurts going to be a top ten? quarterback? No, but oh, okay. what, what I'm saying After is, what I'm saying. It, I know, yeah. What I'm
1: no, good. and look, you have to. You're right. It was one game, and he played well, and he, his passing stats were middle middle road. Um, but he's definitely like he. I it, what it reminds me of Dak in the sense that he can grow into the position a little bit. Like he has the room to grow. He has a lot of like chance to get better. And uh, you know, he was a he was a Heisman runner up, so he had more hype coming out of college than than Dak, but you know, he definitely has the chance to like improve into like starter ability. Um,
0: Steve, jump in here. Set this guy straight.
2: I got well, I mean <laughs> I, I think my my big question is that this all hinges on one question. Is it are you just off Carson Wentz? 100% you're like this guy's done.
1: So, I am not. I mean, you know, like he's because he's I had was too a much big,
2: big Wentz guy to throw all that out for right. Jalen Hurts. Like I, one I agree. Is, like is pretty nuts.
1: He's had a down year. I'm not I'm not completely off of him. I think like he has too much good um uh, he's been too good in the past to throw out all of that. That being said, his regression is like shocking. Like how bad he's been this year and his decision making is, is really shocking. He needed to be benched. And I'm not saying we should, like, jump on the Hertz train immediately and, like, just stay on it. But you definitely need to see what you have there. He needs to start the last few games. You need to see what, what he's got. And, like, the, the Wentz contract at this point is bad. Whether he gets back to that or not, gets back to, like, his better days or not, it's still a bad contract for the team. And if you have, like, a, a guy you think is bona fide starter material – in hurts, maybe you do think about trading him. Like I'm not saying they should do that, but it it definitely. Sam, should. I just
0: want to say I'm proud of you. Okay, you've been more measured than I thought you were going to be. You know, because a lot of people this week have been like, "Oh, like let's get Jalen Hurts, you know, measured for you know the gold jacket and send him to Canton." No, oh, no. Yeah. Okay, let's not forget he threw for 160 yards. Okay, yeah. and he beat Taysom Hill. Okay, who's not exactly well?
1: Well, first of all, he didn't beat Taysom Hill. He beat the Saints, who had the number one defense in the league, right? So give him credit there. But also, when you watched, we watched the game. Uh-huh. Um, his decision making was great. Like he he didn't throw really a bad pass. He didn't. Turn he didn't. Well, he did fumble at the end of the game, which was really a bad fumble because it was like they were going to ice it, and he fumbled. Like uh, anyway, but you know, it, it is what it, it is. Some guy punched the ball out. Um, let's get beyond. Beyond that, though, he he made quick decisions. Like, he either decided quickly that he was going to run or that he was going to, like, throw – he threw the ball away a few times. These are all things that Carson Wentz can do and should do and doesn't do. So, like, it's really frustrating. The play calling was better for Hertz. Like, they got him out of the pocket a lot. They rolled him out. Things that they should be doing with Wentz and aren't. It was really kind of baffling um, – I'll let you guys kind of respond to that because I was going to lead into something else I want to talk about with them. Respond to what? Just what I was saying, like his decision making being like, the stats weren't amazing other than the running stats, but like I'm telling you, it's one game.
0: There's no tape on him, right? Uh, Everybody's rushing to crown him. Uh, I I think honestly, I think by week, I think by week 17, the fans are going to be like clamoring for once back, okay? Because that's Philadelphia. All right. You know,
2: like- it, might even, it might even take, cause here's the problem, right? Is that I didn't watch the game, but the stats appeared to show that like, you know, he only had 167 yards passing, but he also like, he's obviously like a gifted runner and he knows he has that option in him. But what has appeared to happen in the last 10 years is that every time like a really good running quarterback comes out, they're good for like a season. Mm-hmm. And then people get tape on them and their running option is taken away. And now they have to rely on their arm. And it's like, are they good enough to do that? So Russell Wilson is some are, but and most aren't the knock on hurts. Like in
0: college was his arm. That's why they benched well, him for Tua. Like, I do not think he has but the NFL arm.
1: Then he, you might be right, but he went to Oklahoma. His arm was good at Oklahoma. Like he threw for almost 4,000 yards at oklahoma he threw for some ridiculous amount of touchdowns too but
0: that's because of what's that idiot's look, name something lincoln riley lincoln or whatever riley, yeah, yeah he, I, I could throw for freaking five thousand yards at oklahoma <laughs> look, okay i
1: think lincoln riley gets too much credit sometimes but uh, anyway um i just think like you guys are right like there needs to be we need to see them a few more games um even still but uh all right, now we're going to talk about the NBA, which is coming back on December 22nd, which is a few days away at this point. Um, let's start with just getting some predictions. So,
0: so Sam, you want our predictions, right? NBA finals, like who we got winning this thing?
1: Let's say, yeah. Uh, the, let's say you're your, your two conference champs and your, your finals champ.
0: I'm going to say the Lakers to repeat just because there's been almost like zero time for an offseason. I mean, if LeBron can get rested and healthy, but I think the Lakers got better. You know, they got mm-hmm. Montrez Harrell, they got Marcus Saul, they got Dennis Schroeder. I mean, yeah, they lost Rondo and maybe somebody else, but I mean, it, it it's hard to pick against the King right now. The yeah. East, I feel like is wide open. Like, honestly, if you said like Patrick, here's a hundred dollars, you know, you can bet it on any team to win the East. That's a really tough question for me you know what I'm going to say Giannis I'm just going to say it's the year he breaks through I hope he does I really have no idea though I, I think it could be like about I think there's about five teams who have a chance to win the east
1: yeah I agree the Lakers seem the you know it's hard to pick against them I do think the Clippers will probably be better but I you know who knows what the new coach Um, this is going to transition a little bit into our players our talk in a, in a second so I won't keep going on that Um, and you're right again uh, you're agree again the east is so hard to to predict right now um i'm gonna make a prediction you you uh i'm gonna say miami is probably the best team in the east because just well, you know you watch them in the playoffs last bold year. prediction wow really? Go,
0: going with the team that won well, it last year well, okay it, first of all no. they
1: were they were surprised they were surprised <laughs> to make it there but like and you're 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 talking a normal season not the not the bubble you know which i think definitely makes a difference uh uh-huh. but um like i'm high on the 76ers going into this season yeah of course yeah well you know but Shocker. Uh, but uh i think that Miami has a really complete team. You know, they have a really good center. They have they have one, Tyler Hero, my boy. You're in love with Tyler Tyler Hero. He might
0: have made my top ten list. Okay, I don't want to give anything away. Yeah, what?
1: Sure. And so and uh, Tyler Hero, an absolute G. They, yeah, they have you know Jimmy Butler, who you know spoiler may have made this top ten list. Um, so I just like they have a and they have a really Gordon Dragic is a really good and they have a great coach. Listen, I, I think I
0: mean yeah, I mean they they made the conference finals last year. I, you don't have to defend that.
1: I just think that they're like probably the most complete team in the East right now, and they have the experience to back it up. So it's, you know, know, but it could be anyone. It could be a number like one of seven teams that that come out of the East.
0: Steve, I I got something to say, but Steve, I want to hear your, your picks first here.
2: Well, real quick, I mean, I think I think you're right. The Heat are incredible. Although I will say, my pick for the East, I would say, is the Celtics. I just like the Celtics. Whoa,
0: okay, I actually feel like maybe they got a little worse. That
1: pick, yeah, I agree. I thought they they got worse too.
0: They lost Hayward. I mean, yeah, like you know, Brown and Tatum are a year older but yeah, I and mean, still got I just, Kemba. I
2: believe in their coach. I believe in their coach and I believe in like, I, I do believe in Brown and Tatum and like in the NBA, if you have two stars, you, you can carry yourself. I mean, look at who just won the championship. You can carry yourself all the way. If your stars play well, enough.
0: is isn't like, doesn't Kemba Walker have like the Todd girly knee.
1: Maybe he might. Um, I also uh, love Kim. I love, Kemba. I love him too. When he's I love healthy. Kemba. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll have to see the season. I, I think if Kemba is healthy, they're a whole different team, but, um, I also really
2: believe. I like. I'm kind of a in the NBA at least. I'm a big believer in like coaching. Only does so much. Like it's really like a star driven league, and like it's so much improvisation on the court. But I really Brad Stevens has just such an incredible scheme. I love how he coaches up his guys. He seems to make everyone work in his system. I think the Celtics. I think the Celtics might surprise people next year. I do. Who you got in the West? Dude, in the West, I fucking love Nikola Jokic. I think that dude is a ah, good I, I like, oh, this. He he
1: likes I like this. He loves this pick. I he, like
2: this, yeah. He, he is so impressive. I mean, I, I was when this started, I was going to say that the Lakers repeat because I just think LeBron is so good. But you guys both said that, and I kind of was thinking about saying the Nuggets anyway, so I'm taking the Nuggets. Good, I
1: like it. I love, love it. it. I like that a lot. He is a big Jamal Murray fan over here. Huge Jamal Murray guy. Uh.
0: I, I, before we get into our top tens, I, where's everybody at with the Nets? I think they're the most interesting team in the league this year. Dude, I forgot about the Nets. But, I mean, if wow. I I would I hope KD is fully held. Mm-hmm. I, I watched his highlights the other night. I'm I'm really excited for him to come back.
2: Could I actually change my pick from the East to the Nets. Sure, go for it. Yeah, I, I mean. Think- I think Kyrie Irving and KD are probably the best one two punch. The
0: guy's coming off an Achilles injury is the only thing. It's that's well,
1: I mean, there's a lot of things. They got Kyrie, who has been a team killer. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. They got KD coming off one of probably one of the worst injuries you can have in all sports. That's the worst injury you can have in basketball. They have a coach who's never coached like Steve Nash, who Hall of Famer, great player, probably like probably going to be a good coach, but never coached an NBA in his life. And but they. Probably the most talent through and through the roster at the moment. Um, pending maybe making a trade for James Harden, which would would make them even more dangerous. But um, I'm not sure that would
0: make them better. I really, don't. I, I'm I don't really know, not.
1: I don't know that it would either. But mm-hmm. like, like Karis LeVert and like Pencer Dinwiddie, who are most certainly going in a trade for, are both really good players. Um, if and, they
2: get Harden, the only the only reason that could work. Because Harden is a big, like, needs the ball to create. That's, like, that's his big thing. But I will say that I think Kyrie, even though I despise his attitude and I don't really like him that much, I do think that he learned a lot from what happened with LeBron on the Cavs as far as, like, being with someone who's, like, the man on the team. And I think Kevin Durant learned a lot from being on the Golden State and how they just are, like – pure like share the ball, like nobody has an ego here except for Draymond Green. And I I think it, it could work. I could see it working. I mean those are that combination, if they could make it work, would be absolutely lethal. It'd so, be yeah.
0: crazy. I disagree with one point of that. I don't think Kyrie has ever learned anything. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm pretty sure he thinks the world is flat. He still though. thinks the world world is I, yeah. flat. So let's but. jump to these top tens. I'm excited to hear what everybody has. Okay.
1: Well Steve, you're the guest. We'll let you go first. What do you what's <laughs> first let's ask did you pick your top 10 players or did you pick what you think the top 10 players on the list
2: before you told me before the show what the premise was that you know i think sports illustrated's coming out with their top 100 i forget who
1: it was but it was the some someone came out with the top 100 but we're gonna look up the list
2: Not look up the list but i tried like i mean a lot of these guys i would put on my top 10 too i think a lot of these guys i was tainted but i tried to predict what they would have on their top 10 more than I these are like my personal rankings. Okay. I went the opposite way.
0: I put my my top
2: ten, my guys.
1: Well let's let's hear let's hear your let's, let's, let's hear it. Yeah. Let's start start from ten. Start from the bottom and go work your okay. way up.
2: Okay. So number ten, I put Jason Tatum. Okay. Because he's a young guy. I think they're trying to they're trying to pump the young guys a little bit, you know, so I think they're gonna put Tatum on there, maybe sneak him in at number ten. Uh, oh, first, could I tell you my, my also-rans, the two guys that I almost put on here but did not? So
1: honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Go ahead. Okay, my
2: two honorable mentions were Nikola Jokic, just outside my top 10. And this might, this might be a, a hot take, but Jimmy Butler did not crack my top 10.
1: Ooh. He didn't make he's mine. Like, Interesting. Okay. Like,
2: maybe like 11 or 12. Like, he's right there. All right. Number nine, Damian Lillard. Uh, I think they like Dame a lot. They're going to pump him a little bit. They're going to put him up there. Even though I'm not sure that he's better than Butler or Jokic, I think they're going to put him on the top 10. Um, number. So what is this, number eight? Let me, let me make sure I have 10 real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, okay. So number eight, I got Luka Doncic. I got my boy. I love me some Luka. This might have, like, I don't know. I I don't know if they'll put him on the top 10. They absolutely should. If they don't, it's a travesty. Um so I got 8 I got Luka Doncic. 7 I got Anthony Davis. Because he is so good. He might even deserve to be higher. They might put him higher actually because they're pumping him after the win, but I think the guys in my opinion that are I put above him are better. So this was like a personal uh my personal opinion clouding my judgment a little. Uh number 6 James Harden. Guys beast scores you cannot stop him scoring he does uh, does he have the most 40 point games of all time i'm pretty sure he does i think he's like set the record for single season 40 point games like the last three years he keeps topping his own record um and then number five steph curry dude's coming back they might even put him higher than that but i mean he's still the best shooter i've ever seen the guy's going to be on top 10 uh number four i know he's coming off an injury that probably, you know, maybe you shouldn't be this high in my rankings, but KD signing. Kevin Durant mm-hmm. is the, huh? I mean, mm-hmm. he's the most unstoppable scorer I've ever seen when he's healthy. So I got to put him up there. Number three, Kawhi Leonard, guy's beast, two-way player. Now, number two, I do not agree with this personally, but they just pumped this guy so fucking hard. I think they're going to put Giannis at number two and I'm putting LeBron James number one only because he's the best player in the world. And that's why he's number one. It's a good list. It's a good list.
0: Now, I, Steve, I don't like how you did that list. You don't worry about what they say, okay? You know, I, I'd be more interested in yours, okay? So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you how how I put my list, okay? This is my top ten guys. All right, I put it: who are the best ten players in the league? Who are the guys that are gonna help me win a championship? Okay, so I'm yeah. gonna go with number ten, Nikola Jokic. Okay, uh, I got him on there. I think he's a great player. Uh, number nine, I, I, I know this is gonna surprise some people. My boy Jamal Murray. Okay. Ooh, he, yeah. He's the king of the... Bu- I, listen, listen, I'm not... I'm, I'm thinking about this year. I mean, he grew so much in the bubble. I love his now competitiveness.
2: I'm excited, now I'm excited to see who you left off. Like, who Jamal Murray...
0: Oh, yeah, just wait. On. Just wait. You guys are going to love it, okay? But listen, I'm all about winning, okay? I'm all about winning, all right? Number eight, I got Damian Lillard, okay? Uh, number seven, Steph Curry. Okay, a little lower for me. Uh, number six, uh, I also have Kevin Durant on my list. Almost left him off just because of the injury. Uh, but, I mean, I saw... The, I, literally, I saw the, his highlights from his first preseason game, and I'm like, I'm back. I love KD. If he's fully healthy, he should be higher on this
1: list. Yeah, okay? he's, he's probably top three if he's fully healthy.
0: I love him, but like, are you ever completely back after an Achilles? Like, we'll see. I'm, that's why I'm really excited to watch him play this year. Okay. Uh, number five, Giannis. Love Giannis. I'm a big fan. But every year... I'm, and I, I'm rooting for him. But every year in the playoffs, listen, he gets stopped. Okay, now he's still young. He's 26. LeBron and Michael didn't win their first title till 27. Uh, I, I, I love his competitiveness as well, his work ethic. So he's going to keep getting better and better. But for right now, have at number five. Uh, number four, I have Luka already.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Love it. Yeah. Love it. I, I mean, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I love his skill set. Uh, I thought he was great in the bubble. Loved him in that series against the Clippers. Great to watch. Uh, three, I have Anthony Davis. Okay, I would respect to him. Okay, he won the title. Uh, he was fantastic. I, I didn't know until watching him in the bubble in those playoffs last year that he was such a great shooter. But he, his shooting, frankly, impressed me. Two, I have Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I think he's great. It sucks that he's stuck with Paul George. Uh, ah, th- you know, I meant to make a joke and put, like, Paul George at five. I forgot what I was getting. <laughs> I was going to be like, Paul, <laughs> That that was going to be my big one. Uh it, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, we'll splice <laughs> that in. Uh yeah, so I got Kawhi at number two. Love Kawhi. And listen, I'm not a LeBron guy, but he was the best player in the finals. Yeah. Okay. So uh, he's same. Yeah, I, I gotta put him number one. He is the king. So, so Sam, what are you doing? You giving us your
1: top ten? I tried to predict it. I wanted to try to predict Can I say Patrick? James Harden. Conspicuously. Oh, see,
0: life. I wanted to talk about i uh, yeah, I'm trying to win. Okay, Harden is not a winner. Okay? He 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 always disappears whenever like there's something real on the line. And so, listen, if I'm trying to win a title, no, you're not in my top 10. Like yeah, if I want to put up statistics, sure, I'll grab James Harden. Okay, really talented guy, but no. Didn't crack. I'd honestly I'd rather have Jamal Murray this season. I really would. So,
1: I tried to predict the list cuz I thought it'd be a little bit more of a challenge than just picking my favorites, but um I'll tell you who I think should be in the top ten after I give you my prediction top ten. Okay, number ten I had Dame Lillard. Uh, anyway, all right. Number nine I had Jimmy Butler. Number eight I got Steph Curry. Um, they're coming off a down year, but look, it, when the guy when they're playing well and when he's playing well, he's easily one of the best players in the league. Like it's not even not even a question. Uh, number seven I got AD. Um, I wanted to put him a little higher in my prediction rankings here um coming off but it just was hard to over the the players that i think that are going to get ranked higher than him um which the first of which i'm gonna say is luca number six i got luca um again i probably would put him higher in my personal rankings he just he looks like he could be the best player in the league in if not missing. this season, like in a couple seasons, he could be.
0: I'm just so curious might, about this. They that like you're trying to predict. You don't even. You didn't even. Your, your no, job look, was to look up whether it was the
1: players or the press. No, the job was not <laughs> to look it up at all. I didn't want to. No,
0: you're supposed. You're supposed to look up who. Like I don't get who you're trying to predict. Then uh, I'm trying
1: gonna to predict, predict, predict the people. The people, the, the, the people. Whoever it is, whatever. We're gonna find out. Like,
0: <laughs> all right, we'll run through this quickly and give us who you think it should be. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: that was Number six was Luca. Number mm-hmm. five, I had KD. Okay. Um. Number four, I had James Harden. Um, oh, wow. Jeez. I got Kawhi at three. Um, like, spoiler alert uh, LeBron's my number one. I'll get to number two in a second, but LeBron's my number one. You can't just, we just can't, coming off the title, leading that team, you can't say anything. But I think Kawhi might be the best player in the league right now, just after that performance with the Clippers last year. Like, the the two years before that, when, uh, or not the two years, with the Raptors. He was unbelievable, um, unbelievable. He was so good. But and then uh, number two, I have Giannis. Like he's um, he's the MVP. He was the reigning MVP. He's getting better. I just think that it's hard to put him as anything lower than probably three. But I think they're going to have him at two. So that said, um, one one of the players I definitely would put in, I think, would be. There's two players I think I would sub in. One is Joel Embiid. Oh,
0: shocker! Oh my look, god! Look. What a shocker! Oh, and wow. this is wow, not putting the Sixers is, guy. This is in. just the Sixers. No, song. this is not just because I'm a fan. This is not
2: just because I'm a look, fan. Okay, look. yeah.
1: This is legit. like yeah. if when he plays his best, he is the most dominant big man in the league. Period. Hands down. So you're not calling Giannis a big man? No, he's he's a forward. He's not a, he's not a center. Like. Look, He's like six
0: eleven or seven feet tall. Yeah. Something. So is Joe so is Ben so he's Simmons. But he's, so is Ben so Simmons. Not, okay, Giannis is not a big man. No, like,
1: Joel Embiid. I mean, Jokic my, is better than him. I I he's, disagree with he's that. He's a big man. When like he's a big man. Jokic is let's say Jokic I like Jokic a lot uh, and I would say that he's probably the most consistent big man in the league, but when Embiid plays his best. He is yeah, like
0: once every ten games. Like when I he know, plays as, his as best, a little more often. Yeah, a little
1: you know, more when often he gives that, effort, yeah, a right, little right, more often than that.
2: You can't separate Giannis and Embiid. There is like no center position anymore. You're either like a De- bigger. A-
1: Joel Embiid is a classic big man. He is. I mean, other than the fact he shoots threes, but he doesn't run the floor. He's not. He's not fast. Like yeah, he can't run the floor. Like, exactly. But he's He is as dominant as a big man you can get when he plays his top game. Also, well, I think Devin I mean, two, Booker. Devin Booker. Yeah. Devin Booker would be probably my number 10 guy. I would sub him out. I would take Jimmy Butler out for him. Devin Booker is a is a scoring machine. He just happens to play on a really bad team.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's never even made the playoffs. He, but he,
1: he plays on a terrible team with terrible management, who might be actually pretty good this year.
0: You know, he went 8 0 in the bubble, though. So, yeah. Dude, I'm sure the,
1: he is, dude. You know? Watch some. I, I remember watching the Sixers play them. He is, he is good. He is so good. He's really good. So, we're going to just take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to give you the real list. All right, so now we got the we got the NBA top ten. It's from ESPN. It's ri- It's run by the ESPN writers. So Let's we're gonna start at ten. You guys nailed it. You got J- Jokic at number ten. You guys I mean, nailed that,
2: that the performance in the Western Conference Finals. Like you gotta, you gotta put him up there. He yeah. shot the lights out. Went toe to toe with Anthony Davis. It was crazy.
0: I think I nailed it. I think Steve left them off right yeah i, I that. did give me, you that, did credit. Also give me that credit
2: super yeah. close but yeah. you had uh, it i'm yeah, sure
0: he, i'm sure harden's gonna be off so we can we can go shit on me for oh, that one.
1: No, well you're incorrect <laughs> at <laughs> number nine we got james harden that's
0: what i said yeah i'm sure he's gonna be on it yeah
1: so J- okay uh james harden at number nine mm-hmm. which is um i it's think that's high. surprising well, it's too yep, well too high Yep, too high. honestly think it it that's depends, surprising that it's hot that low to me
2: yeah, me too, because it says best player. It doesn't say best winner. If it was best winner, you're right. He might not be on there, but best player, I mean, you can't stop the guy from – as far as, like, playing basketball, although he doesn't play a lot of defense, which is probably why he dropped. Number, guess.
1: Number eight, Steph Curry. I
0: like
2: it.
1: Um, which seems about right. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Dame Lillard. Number six <laughs> – I had
2: him at seven as well. No, I had him at nine. God damn it.
1: I had him at ten, but um, – Number six is K D. Okay. Which seems fair. Yeah. This is a surprise. Like this one's true. a surprise at how low this is to me. Kawhi at number five. Hmm. Number four. Uh one of us put this at number four, I think. Luca. I had him at four. Luca yeah. at number four.
0: He's that good.
1: Uh, yeah, I think he's I
0: have a problem with him being ahead of Kawhi. I think that's ridiculous.
1: I, I do agree with that. I think being ahead of Kawhi is crazy, but two
0: time finals MVP I mean, But getting um, a little
1: respect. Kawhi's
2: a better defensive player, but I would say right now, Luca is a better offensive player. I know
1: that's. A Ooh, odd I don't know that, that. I
0: mean, he is at least up until like the first round of the playoffs. But I mean, you're, you're talking about a two-time Finals you, MVP. You talk
1: right? you if you this you can't really do this. But like, if you discount how bad they performed last year, if you look at Kawhi in the in the finals the year before, or the whole playoffs, he was unstoppable. Number three, Giannis at number three. All right, so we're going to scroll down and number two, Anthony Davis. Yep. Mm. Okay. And then I had him at three. Not Le- far. Le- LeBron is number one, yeah. as expected, as deserved. Mm. Um, anyway, all right. That was a good, you know, I think it was, we did. We all did a pretty good job. I think um, we all got like one or two wrong each. I didn't week? get
0: any wrong. Okay. I mean, I don't give a shit what the ESPN writers think. Uh, James Harden is not in my top 10. All right. I'm not going to try to predict anything. Uh, yeah, okay.
1: I don't right? you know, you just, do uh, whatever. But, all right, S- Stephen, my cuz, my brother, this was fun. It was a good job. Steve,
0: thank you for being on the pod. I hope the Jets lose their next three. I mean that
1: with yeah, love. This is a sincere I hope, hope that Thanks, you guys end up with Trevor.
0: That is today's show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I am Patrick Harrison. And I'm Ollie. If anybody would like to email the show with some of their own takes or respond to our views on this show, you can email us anytime at spielingandealing at gmail.com, spelled just like the title of the show. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.